What's up? I'm Frank. This is Tom. And, and this, this is, is the, the Frank, Frank and Tom, Tom Show. I need to get an on-air sign. Please listen. I have nothing to say. I've talked about this, actually. We need a freaking on-air sign. Awesome. Good afternoon, evening, everyone. November 1st. Sunday, November 1st. How's everybody doing out there? Time change today. Don't forget, set your clocks back. Shit, yes, everyone. That third voice you hear is our special guest for the day, Wes Hornung. Hey, yo. In the studio today. All right. Nice to have you in. Thanks, I've known guys. Wes for years. Wes is a, a, a multifaceted individual. He is a wow. father. He is a husband. Mm-hmm. He is a drummer. He is a super artistic guy in many different ways, meaning with like putting what custom bikes together. Yes. Cars. Uh, I'm a coattail rider. I've been in the other half of Sparkman damn, for a while. Uh, been riding them coattails. Riding them coattails. That's tight. That's a, a, a band member as well. Um, but you're, I, I meant to ask you this before. Are you the co founder? You're the founder. Of Cadillac Kings Car Club. I'm one of the founders. There's like four of us. There's like four of you. No, five. Because as I recall, you hit your head on a bathtub Mm -hmm. and you got the idea. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And um, And Doc Brown. And (laughs) yeah. It was a brilliant idea. It sparked a worldwide club, but not not to uh, fucking play that. Yeah, we have 30 something (laughs) chapters now. It's pretty awesome. That's That's pretty cool. That's fucking insane, man. Yeah. Yeah, Like to watch that girl is pretty crazy. Um, but How? with cars and stuff, you know, it's a really good avenue for mm-hmm. sure. How did you go about like, how, I mean, how did it get so big? I, we just kind of uh, started, I, I had a Cadillac, you know, for like 20 years. And um, I had friends who had a couple that picked up Cadillacs after mine because I had mine first. And then they uh, all decided that, that was a cool thing to do. And so we just started having gatherings and then. That grew and uh, yeah, it just it just kept growing. It's like the, Did you the kind of club that we have is is specific just for Cadillacs only. It's seventy six and below, so it's not like other car clubs. Like we're just specifically Cadillac only. So being so big, nice. have you guys ever crossed paths with Cadillac? Have is it have has anything? Mm, well, we have like a, a you know a the chapter brand. up in um, Canada and. They did a whole thing with a dealership up there. I'm not sure if they had to like go through permissions or what they but did. As a but brand, they're pretty welcoming to the idea of you guys. I could imagine, like, you know, here's a bunch of super legit. It's all classics <laughs> too. We're not yeah. like stepping on any yeah. sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, I, for I mean, sure. No, we haven't had any like issues with Cadillac or anything. It's been good experience. That's tight. So you, but you remain a leader of this group, right? I'm one of the founders. Yeah, there's two founders left in the club now, and I'm one of the founders that are that's still active in the club, and I'm the president of my chapter in the Inland Empire. So that's bad. So you're like your president chapter. So mm-hmm. I mean, I got to explain this. So I've known Wes for years. We are band members. Um, I consider Wes to be a brother of mine, and um, you know. I like to talk in jest, but you know you gotta watch how you talk around Wes. He's a mm-hmm. pre- president chapter. Yeah, it's like I, uh, I got a lot of what clout. is that? 
what, uh, Sons of Anarchy shit. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. yeah, you never it's know what could happen just like that, except for with just, like, old, fat dudes that drive cattle. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you can run from them because they can't catch you. And yeah, that's... No, most that's of them are so just cool. family guys, so... You guys just go over to go out to car clubs and stuff. And we just... go out to car shows. We have meetings. I mean, that's and... what I meant. Yeah, car yeah. Shows. We just do car club stuff and car show stuff, and it's not super exciting, but it's it's a fun thing that I've and there's done actually, for like twenty years. There's actually people all over the world that are in the club. In yeah, for sure. Yeah, we have like countries. we have ch- like three chapters in Australia. Wow. Um, we got a chapter in the UK. We have a chapter in France. We have. Like uh, chapters all over Canada. It's, uh, That's pretty cool. People must have just found you guys online or something. Is yeah, we started happened? blowing up online, um, and then we just started getting a big influx of people that just wanted to join the club. And so we started putting together bylaws and all that sort of stuff, and and Once structure, you- and and just you know kind of gathered the groups and and taught them how to do it. And so it's grown from there. It's crazy. So it's like blood in, blood out, right? Yeah, Once that's exactly. Yeah, you yeah. can't get out. That's exactly it. <laughs> Damn. There man. are guys with with Cadillac King tattoos, and I was just gonna say that. Doesn't somebody got like a like a straight back piece? Yeah, like, there's fat. a bunch of guys. <laughs> Dude, I was gonna awesome. look. That I don't shit even up. have one yet. It's yeah, that's awesome. That's <laughs> some serious that. stuff. I gotta get serious about it. <laughs> so rad but that i mean that's just one side of wes you're also you've, you've been drumming for how many years oh probably since i was like well like in a band probably 17 or 18 i i got into playing in bands kind of late so i uh yeah i guess i've been playing for like 25 30 years now i just read that uh a one-armed drummer is now the world's fastest drummer yeah see that yeah the other He's, arm is probably yeah, it's, oh it's a prosthetic you're absolutely right i told you right. look at that yeah. the fucker's got a, super a fake arm. limb he has yeah. a super arm oh. yeah he's Dude. basically a super yeah he's a super drummer now he, he's bionic you can't, drummer. You can't he's compete bionic against drummer. that he can't be in a real competition that's not fair now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's I mean, like I, that's like when the men go and play the lady sports, dude. Yeah. I just want to say that as my out, it's man. not all bad though, also because you can have one arm and don't let it set you back. Yeah. You can still do that shit. You could still go out and play some drums. Um and you've Wes, you have worked with a lot of different artists though too, which is really cool because you I mean you've done like country songs, you've done punk rock songs, you've done yeah. hip hop songs, you've well, done fucking after you name we it. tried to like, you know, go for it all and, and make it for a lot of years. And I won't, I won't say that we didn't make it, but I'm just saying that like, you know, after we, after we got that out of our system, that that's what we were going to do no matter what. Then I just started kind of opening up to doing other stuff and cover band stuff and all the stuff that through my twenties, I was like, I'm not going to play the cover band. But then, yeah. yeah, I got off my high horse and <laughs> I'm di- okay. Like I was just saying, I, um, Get, just do these fucking acoustic gigs now and, and you sit down and you uh, i play um gen- in general I'll, I'll mix my own songs in and now but uh, I, i'll do tom petty mm-hmm. i'll do steve miller band and these and, and people just love it it's so much it's so much more engaging and i was speaking to a, an older woman after the um the show the other night and she is like you know it was really important uh i was playing uh 
what learning to fly from tom petty which is just a badass song and it sounds really good acoustic anyways and especially in that setting so i'm playing learning to fly and i got it set on the looper and then it came to me halfway through the song and i don't know if you guys are aware of this but i'll just meander into this anyways tom petty when he fucking died left us five hours of fucking new music and it's sick but it's all re-recordings oh, i don't I know if you're say. i don't know if you're aware of it because oftentimes of when they re record stuff, it's stuff that they yeah. didn't really want out and like the family's like cash in time yeah yeah because they know that people will buy it <laughs> where tom was like hell no don't put that shit out and then he's dead and his yeah that was yeah the family's no like, so that's not the story oh, okay. he gave it to the record company Mm-hmm. All of it, intending on them releasing it. That's pretty smart. They nice. made the decision yeah. to be like, no. And it was all Wildflowers, yeah. the album. He oh, had okay. recorded like four different versions of, of Wildflowers, the album. But he also got like grips of new songs. Um, when I was driving up north, I put it on, listened to it for like three and a half hours. There's a bunch of new shit. But everything is different. If you know these songs, if you're even familiar with Wildflowers, oh, the album, sure. you'll sure. hear the, a recording. You'll be like, oh, that's distinctly different. A lot of live versions. And shit like that. Uh, mm. But it was just like, uh, it was really cool. So anyways, I ended up babbling that to everybody, like being like a fucking, uh, you know, promo guy for uh, Tom Petty. Like he needs that. But he probably does actually, you know, now that we got so yeah. much growth I mean, and he, with these sponsors lot, and he's shit. He's not even that, that known, really. Tom yeah. Petty? I mean, I think as of yeah, right I now, it goes like, if you look it up just because of your name being Tom now, if you do the Frank and Tom show, Tom it goes Petty Frank and Tom show, Tom Petty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> second. Yeah, that's yeah. actually a Google thing. <laughs> So that's that's neither I here nor there. You guys there. are on podcast number eight, so you are blowing. Up. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> we're uh, we're up there. We're contenders. <laughs> Shit, yeah, dude. Hey, I wanted to say, you know, it's uh playing cover band stuff or cover music is actually fun. Sometimes I would say, uh, if you really like, I mean, I don't play any instruments, but if you if like you, people if, clapping, I mean, if you <laughs> and if you really like a song, it's probably it's probably fun to play. You know? Yeah. Well, then what it did though is, and you know, people are gonna like it because it's popular. Yeah, what this old I I am notorious. This is the way I speak, so it is the way it is. But this, when I want to finish what she was saying to me was that yes, that was really neat. You you did it, Tom Petty. Then you introduced your own song, and then it was like equally good. And it was like, what the hell, you know? Because clearly my songs are equally as oh, good, yeah. if not better not than better. everything Tom Petty has recorded. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I'm just waiting sure. to become like a household name. You're on your way. You're almost to your 40s. It's going to happen. It's going to happen in my 40s. Let's dude, you're almost breath. 47, dude. It's, 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 Frank, it's, you're, you're almost there. there. <laughs> dude, you know what? 50 is the new 30. That's true. And, uh, you know, if you take things like uh, the crematines and the alpha br- brains, uh, then you feel good. Yeah. And I you're smart. Alpha brains, dude. Yeah, take alpha brains all day and you fuck everybody up. i tried that stuff one time and it fucking wigged me out i don't know what it was i am not playing i've never even heard i don't want to just talk shit and and i did this okay i tried it for a week Mm -hmm. and i was fucking aggro dude like three days in i was on the freeway i was like fucking right like so yeah, it's like steroids foul. or what? It's like maybe people shouldn't use that brain steroids. It's supposed to just make you focus to, better. Yeah, it's and supposed shit, to be but. like, but maybe if you have road rage, it's not a good idea to like focus on that. 
So maybe, yeah, it's not like the best. <laughs> it's just for not good. stuff like that. Oh, if you have that kind of attitude, yeah, maybe yeah. it's not meant for you, Frank. Yeah. Oh, dude. But it wigged me out as well. I was, I, I like, I don't know. I, I'm sensitive to coffee and stuff too. I, I'm like one cup, I'm good. Yeah. Need more than that, and I'm totally tweaking. Oh yeah, so. I'm like 14 espressos deep today. So <laughs> you guys with yeah. your new espresso machine, Jesus. yeah, dude. It's an highfalutin. What is it? Oh, you es- got an espresso an, machine, huh? A, ne- a Nespresso? Meth espresso? Meth so, a, me- a meth espresso? Espresso. Yeah. But it's oh, one of those cool, things cool. that we would never buy on ourselves, you know, on our own. So um, some family members are like, "You guys, yeah, need to get off your ass." Yeah, we got it bought in. Uh, from a family member in ass. Florida. <laughs> no, you know, I don't think regular cops is doing it for you, Frank. I, <laughs> Frank. So I went and got you this espresso machine. Yeah. Maybe now you'll get some stuff. Get done. some pep in your step, buddy. <laughs> That's actually what uh, kind of what happened. They were talking around a table, I guess, and they were like, "They don't have <laughs> it. They don't have it. They the need it. They need, they need it. it. <laughs> if they don't have it, they need it." So it just it showed up, and uh, mm. now I'm high as a kite. Oh, so. Yeah, everything's going good. <laughs> Is that a countdown or a count up clock? Up oh, I have no idea. I've yet to figure it out. Um, sometimes I'll call a show uh, 13 <laughs> minutes in, and Tom will be like, Frank, it's 13 minutes. Uh, we, got <laughs> yeah. we just did a two hour show. He's like, we got 57 minutes left. <laughs> oh, like, okay, all right. No, then fuck. Um, uh, Okay, but back to it. I want to get uh, the point of, of also uh, is having the guests is I want to highlight some of the amazing things and, and like uh, uh, the the ride too. As I recall, like you were in, you had just gotten out of a band called Jet Motor Crash. We started a band called Cardiac Black. You did mm-hmm. that with Chris. And um, but even more importantly, I think this is like a legendary thing, and I have come to appreciate this band a lot. You're in the Tequila Hounds, and you're a fa- founding member of the band yeah. Tequila Hounds, and people That's fucking cool, love that shit. Yeah, they're my brothers. And, and and the music that you guys have made over the years is really amazing and that they mm-hmm. they continue to make. Um, yeah, they wanted to be like a country band and I wanted to play punk rock. And then we kind of met in the middle for this like social distortion sort of punk country nice. sort of thing. Just so cool. Yeah, But it fun. took off around here pretty decently. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, th- I, yeah, I think you guys have like this, uh, like a legitimate un- underground uh, respect. I When I got it, like I met some dudes out in Annalano in my car club and they're and i was telling them something about it and they're like hey dude we have that cd and like they fully knew who the tequila hounds were and like it was like a big deal out there and then in the uh-huh. high desert so i forget who i was talking to and then they they kind of highlighted the same thing to me i was like oh shit and then i started to realize i'm like man Maybe Wes is kind of a good guy. Hey, maybe he could get me some. No, I'm just good guy. I got out of that band pretty quick. I was only in the band for like two years or three, okay. actually like three years. I got like an album and a half. Right. And yeah, then, but you you continue to fucks with those guys. Oh yeah, they're my bros. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, the they, tequila hounds. Yeah, yeah. I, I've recorded and played with them over the years a bunch of times and stuff. And that first album was like uh, a lot more punk rock than their other stuff. So, um, it like uh, it had a good following. It was awesome. So you can find it online, it's YouTube, like or the drummer. Oh, I see here you guys are on. I see here you guys are on MySpace. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, the cutting edge. That's what I'm like, yeah, you guys are bringing it back. You guys are bringing that back for the undergrounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what about, like, uh, what's a brief history of a jet motor crash? Because you guys got pretty big, and, and there was uh, yeah. You know, so there, um, was it was fun. another band I put together with Chris Bolter, who was the dude I put together. Um, Chris was a part of that. Cardiac. I didn't even fucking yeah, yeah. He's, that. Well, he started. It's the same thing he did with us. He like got us going, and then uh, kind of 
had life stuff get in the way. Yeah. Math or whatever. And um, moved on to other things. So, <laughs> did you say math? Yeah, yeah, math, no, math, 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 mathematician. You know, he math. puts a lot of he did a lot of math. <laughs> yeah. So uh, whatever happened, I don't know. But um, so we uh, we went on. I, we we tried out for Capitol Records. We had like a oh, like nice. a big oh, shit. like a big sort okay. of thing happen. I was not ready personally, like um, to go big. So I like I couldn't play to a click back then. I just I, I like I started late in band, so. Uh, when that band kind of took off locally, it was freaking awesome, but we got opportunities that I was not ready for. Like I already had a regular job and like a mortgage and these dudes were ready to go on tour and they deserved to go on tour. It was like, you know, well-deserved and we got some opportunities and we played a lot in like Hollywood and cool places and stuff. But when it was time to like record a big album, man, I just was struggling in the studio with, with click and, it was really hard and they were trying to do it super fast because it was expensive. They spent like 75 grand like recording and it was super tough for me to get Gee. through tracks without That's expensive. Yeah, it was expensive. I was bitching about our tin cheese. I, I know. It, this is way more. This but is I'm a really poor. nice studio also down in OC. I'm a poor guy. And so I'm um rich. I wasn't I'm ready for rich. that band yeah. and uh I had regrets, but I, uh, so I eventually ended up getting fired and then we, um, you got fired from we, the band. I got fired. <laughs> was it awkward? It was awkward. Cause we've been through they a couple sent, of those. Like we've the had bass player over to like, go, eh, you know what? We are a little uh, intervention. Oh yeah. I was like, Hey, what are you doing here? He's like, Oh, I just came, to give you your, <laughs> oh, man. Just came to give you your pink slip. I'm like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I started this band. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, I was like mad about it. For a super long time. But it's tough when a drummer well, starts a band, though. When you look then, yeah. back, you know, I mean, it was 20 years ago. And then when you look back, you know, I it was it was deserved. I was not ready at that time to to do bigger things than local stuff oh, like we were doing. I, dude, I was just talking to Tartar Binks about this because um, I'm lucky enough to fall into this little niche now where I feel... Um, and I just shared with you guys, I get paid kind of an absurd amount of money to sit there for a couple of hours and share these, like kind of pour my heart out in a similar musical way. But I didn't have to uh, selfishly uh, take myself out of my life and put myself on tour and stuff. Uh, I, I talked about it briefly in the first couple episodes about like when you're when you're faced with this decision, when you have. Uh, you know, like all the chips are actually fucking laid out in front of you and you're like, OK, I have to really isolate myself and focus n n all of yourself on this thing and, and which basically X's out so much else of your life. Like Tara was saying last episode about becoming a doctor when they have to do that shit, when they go into school, they literally will have a professor explain it to you in a meeting. You go in there. This guy's like, Hey, fucking you're, gonna you're, be your life. your partner. Yeah. Your partner is going to be not there. You know, I, that, that, they should do that for musicians. They should have like a counselor come in and like be like, listen, there's you know, sacrifices done, for everything. But that's that for, for sure. Uh, but for, but for that, what I've learned for, for seriously <laughs> being a musician for that, I think it's just renownedly just, it's just a fact. You have to just become so selfish to yourself and that art. Yep. And that's what the, what you're doing. And you have to keep 
good amount of your focus. I would say 90% if you're a badass. And if you're not a badass, then then, then the 10% that you're not focusing is going to fuck that up. Yeah. It's (laughs) major sacrifice for sure. But but because it's not everything to it. Yeah. So when, when somebody's like, Oh, you know, the project didn't work or oh, I get fired or something like that. It's a lot of times too, is you're faced with this decision and I've been faced with that decision too, you know, and it's just like how, you know, how, how far am I willing to take this really? And then like, well, how how can also you bring it to yourself and and i think a lot of people talk about that too uh, Wes, you've been extremely successful bringing it to yourself man you you'll um you you'll create like a paradise for yourself your house you know you, you keep the house in order um you've got your cars that are super legit and you're also a business owner i wanted to mention that mm-hmm. but then um you know, don't want to go too far ahead, but it's just uh, something that instead of when you're making that choice, you're like, well, you know, I'll, I'd rather just make my fucking home front a little bit more legit. And you can do that. <laughs> I, still... I'm happy with the choice of not like giving up everything to go on tour. I mean, I can say that now because I obviously I don't have the choices right this second, but I'm I I'm ultimately I, I'm way more of a homebody. And um, I feel like right now, it's with all the bands I've gotten to play with and go record as much as we've gotten to go record, like, and I, who I, too? I mean, fuck, we it kind of just led us to the same places anyway. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I feel super balanced with all that, and it's not like uh, I don't feel like I'm missing out or like it's something that I shoulda, woulda, coulda. You know, it's like I, I feel good with it. I'm happy with where I'm at, and you know, all that stuff. Everything, you know, I swear, dude, I started reason. mulling I, I over believe- those same exact thoughts, you know, and like I was like was battling myself with that uh, um, when I went when I first went on Mike's podcast. Um, and then. Uh, oh, yeah. Thanks for mentioning me in that. I heard that. Thank dude, I, I meant to, to fucking. Yeah, it's so funny. I said that, that to Mike everything. afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was so many people I didn't. But I want to clarify. I was like drunk. Like him and I were, dr- I was frightened when he fucking was like, "Hey, dude, I'm gonna put this thing out." I was like, "Oh my god, dude!" Like, I was, I, I don't even remember what I said. You know, I know I got pretty deep about the suicide thing, and like, it just, it just all went uh, in a it weird direction. Fine. It was fine. Um, no, but I, I just was. It, it, it hit me like that. But then I was like, man, you know, like I don't think it works that way, anyways. And look at what's happening now, dude. I think like eighty percent of the bands. I think that the whole shit's gonna change like these sit at home people that are that are rocking it like they're gonna be like a little bit more up front because all these live artists they've literally like been at each other's necks they've they've uh, like the the big acts that can't do this yeah right now but then there's some that are still doing really well it'll go back into what it was eventually but yeah i mean i am enjoying all the like uh like how takeover's doing you know ben is doing all that ben harper from takeover stuff yeah and I thought that timing of that whole thing that he's doing, which if you haven't seen it, it's just um, like all the bands you'd see in clubs and stuff. They're just playing. I've, I've uh, definitely seen it. Yeah. Live streaming. And he's got like a whole studio and, and great sound and everything. And it's uh, it Wes, comes across really great. Wes is talking about a buddy of ours that we met a few years back. Um, Wes can probably elaborate on how we all met. I just remember us all meeting in a house in uh, the villas. And it was like, we were told these dudes are from Florida and they think your band's bad. Well, I knew who yellow card was. They were like huge, like all over MTV, like 
They but yeah, okay, come to deal. find out, we go to the house and yeah. it's fucking yellow card bin. Uh, yeah. JP or P? LP was LP. I'm so sorry, dude. Time. Yeah, that's uh, that is a not a serious. Yeah, which yeah, dude, LP. I just, those guys were huge. It was like a like remember TRL and all that stuff. They yeah. were like it was so a big deal. So Ben, uh, and this was all publicized too. He he ended up uh, partying ways with the Yellow Card for Takeover Records, and and uh, Ben is the founder of Takeover Records, as I I believe it to be, or it could be the situation like with West, where I think he's the founder, and maybe it was four guys. It's it's but his it, thing, yeah. He, I it's, mean, he it's his thing for takeover sure. Takeover meds and, for a while, and they're and fucking pretty awesome takeover. because they have found a way to push through. They are, are highlighting artists live online. They uh, uh, what. Two weeks ago, they did Caden, uh, Wes's son, another uh, person that you just you, if you check out Wes Hornung on Facebook, you can uh, definitely see a lot of Caden uh, growing up I post online. I pretty much and, cars, bikes, and my son. And, and like, yeah, and Caden, and he's just awesome. he's such a sick drummer. Um, I, I think one of the <laughs> best stories is that that you used to beatbox, you know, on Ann's stomach, and it's like yeah, it no, is, well, it when he was a baby, that. like when he was one years old, like I would. I would beatbox in his ear to like put him to sleep, and it worked. It was the craziest thing. He would just totally crash out. Yeah. And so I, I think I started him with beats around then, and then he sat on my lap for. I think all, all three of, of us can attest to that. That's really like cool. music and and at this, it, it can really it, it does wonders for kids. Oh, like, for sure. I from believe, from the like that. right out yeah. the gate because yeah. it's just like primal in yeah. us. You know, I, and it's it a was part of us. One of those things I started playing in bands and stuff so late. That I wanted to get him like ahead of the curve, you know what I mean? So I did that classic thing that all parents do is like something that you tried and I won't say failed, but didn't, you know go all the way you want to like prepare your your kids for that yeah but you have you're 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 like an entrepreneur and you have that mentality so you're you're going to instill that in your kid and that's so important to to obviously pass that down um where do you think you got that from man how did you because you have always been such a collected guy man there's when you if you're lucky enough to be involved in wes's life and know him he's like he's he's you know he's a legit guy uh, he's got his shit together. He's got he's he's got that sick ass car. Well, he's got the business. Me. I'm just saying, uh, this <laughs> shit doesn't come. It doesn't fucking fall on people's shoulders. You have to work for it. You have to have uh, an idea of yourself. You have to um, then you have to perpetuate it. Yeah, I mean, or I just got super lucky in a couple different avenues. I decided to take. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's whatever cool. you know. I understand. It However, is, I got here. It I'm, is always good to be modest too. I'm I think that's always a key. I think that's definitely something that I have found is that that people are, are pretty modest about their situations. You know, um, I know it's it's always weird when somebody's just like, "Oh, you're you're the shit," and you're like, "What, <laughs> dude? Like, fucking, you don't know me, man. Like, I am shitty." <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, but it isn't easy to stay collected, to keep a business together. And not only that, to like, I mean, what you you work on the sickest cars, like million dollar cars. Is that safe to say? Yeah, for sure. So I do like interior repair on cars. And that's not exciting, really. I mean, I just work on leather and vinyl and and I fix interiors on cars, you know, whatever problems they, they get wear and tear and stuff. I don't do upholstery. I do like... Uh, seat dying and repair and stuff like that and so what's cool is over the last probably five or six years is because i've been doing it almost 20 years is that um i've picked up a bunch of like really cool accounts like mclaren and um 
you know, high end Jaguar and, and stuff like that and dealers that deal in supercars and all that stuff. So, so like the McLaren without the CD player is $150,000, yeah. right? I work, yeah. I work on cars that are worth more than my house for sure. Yeah. So you yeah. have an account with the car companies? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, That's I just, cool. I go to dealerships all day. That's what I do. Is I just cruise around to dealerships oh. and I, I fix all their incoming stuff that's going to go out for sale. That's, if you bought a used car, you've probably had some interior repair done on it, you know, one time or another, if it's a few years old. So I, I think do something that really sets uh, somebody like yourself aside is that, um, uh, and I spoke to this too, is is that we'll do stuff that um, some like weak ass dude will be like maybe consider it a hobby, and they'll call it a hobby. And then you kind of want to just throw it in their face and be like, yeah, but my fucking hobby just made you me more money than uh, you in fucking, you know, like my hobby just made, you know, like it, it, it becomes lucrative if you can allow yourself to, um, you know, uh, take it to a place. Yeah. I'm for me, I was really slow at building a business. Like I just did what I could do and I, I, I just tried to do it to the best I could. And I didn't really like put a ton into going out and getting more and getting more. It just, over the years, I got way better at what I did. And as I got better, more people recommended me and it just, you know, it was a slow build. It wasn't one of those things where I decided one day, like I'm going to go out and conquer the world with this. It just, you know, it's one it of those like things. It's like 100% organic growth. It's consistency. Yeah. It's kind of similar to the Cadillac Kings. It was just organic growth. That's it's not exactly, like you're fucking yep. forking over yep. dough. It's not like you're out there greasing palms yep. to get people to do anything for you. You're putting in the legwork and then it's yeah. paying off. And and that's exactly and it. And it pays yeah. off over the course of years. Nothing mm -hmm. ever just comes overnight. Right. All that. It's, it's that same super awesome success story because tenacity pays off. If you just put in the the time, mm -hmm. then then you're going to get some results. Yep. And that's, that's pretty incredible. That's what happened. And it's, and it's admirable too. Yeah. And it's, and it pays off in, in, in a lot of different aspects because then you take that and you, you, uh, um, you can instill that in your, your son and then he's a sick ass drummer and then he's performing in front of hundreds of people. Yeah. Already. Yeah. So Is he really did hundreds of people. Yeah, he's played better places I think, than I've played. How, how, yeah. He's how played like the, the Riverside Dude. Municipal Auditorium. He's played like some huge auditoriums in Palm Springs and like, Just He's nine right huge now. List. Is he, yeah. Does he play by himself or is he in a band already? I'm trying to. Like I, the the closest I could get him to in a band is there's some eighth grader at his school that plays guitar. So he's like joined him um, for he's, since kindergarten. His his school has been super awesome at like uh, including him to come play his drums at school. So like starting That's in really cool kindergarten, he started the the uh, the principal of the school gave him like a spot to do during the middle of the Christmas play where I roll him out like on a little stage and he does like a full on song for like 500 people <laughs> that are coming to watch the yearly Christmas play. And they've done that every year. He's now in fourth grade. This is the first year where it's, it's obviously probably not going to happen, but, um, and then his grandma has been like hooking him up with all kinds of, uh, talent shows and stuff like that, which I was really kind of sketchy going into. I was, I, cause when you're, you know, raising a kid like that. I didn't really see, like, I, I know he's good for his age. Like he's, he's really good, but I was just like a little sketch about like, is he ready for this? You know? And, and then, yeah, like he started getting like first and second places at, at, nice. at and he's done probably like six or seven big talent I, shows. And I, I, I never really asked or pried too much into this dynamic, but I did pick up on 
a few times, which I thought was very important and neat also. So you do, you have to nurture this, but you can't um, be overbearing and like, like a, like cracking a whip over it. I'm kind of in between. You, yeah. You're right. You're right. Cause you don't want them to hate it, but at the same time you have to instill discipline with it at the same time. So it's one of those things where like, it, it's, it's a balance of, of trying to make him understand like, like drum lessons or he started taking drum lessons like four or five years ago to learn to read music. And, um, when he started that, he, it, it was kind of going backwards for him because he could already do beats and he could play along with songs and stuff like that, full drum set. And then now he's having to go back and like start at the beginning, right, left, right, right, and learn all these, um, you know, basics. And it it really like kind of it made him mad <laughs> in a way at certain things because, I mean, when you're, you're – it's like putting a um, – a, you know, like a, a seatbelt on someone who wants to just go crazy and, and, and do their own thing. And he just, uh, it, it was hard for him to, um, sort of settle down and start learning, you know, yeah, that slowly important to wrap his, it, you know, but, and, and I just, it's one of those things where you, dude, back in the day, like my mom's generation, all, all kids took like music lessons, they violin, piano. It was like, a, was a very musical generation yeah. back then. It was part of, um, just part of growing up. It's you know that was part of the, the scholastics. You know, I think it, was, it started getting like too expensive too. It, it just got I really tough for people. Like, yeah. they, I, I, I think you're right. Like it was presented, and then like, because like I remember for me, I wanted to play trumpet so fucking bad, but I guess the trumpets are kind of expensive. Well, probably. I'm yeah. older than you guys, so I remember growing up and like seeing plays and stuff when I was a little kid, yeah. and how great and talented they were. And then as I got older, I'm you know in that generation of like not really playing so much, like uh, music, having music in in their lives. I would notice I would go to like plays and stuff like that, and and I would notice like the talent pool was just like. Yeah, I was like, Ugh, yeah. geez, like no a, musical a ability, good, a, and not that I got, I probably got snobby too, but whatever. Yeah. You know, besides the point, yeah. I still just was like a friend of ours, a uh, a uh, uh, one that um, Tara went to school with. We went to their wedding in Paris. This was like incredible. Okay, they got married in front of this castle, and this dude like sang at the wedding. So he, but he does these plays, like massive ones at like the Irvine. They got married thing. in Paris, yeah. France. Yeah, you guys went to the wedding. Yeah, we went there, dude. We rolled up. <laughs> it was cool. it was amazing. It was it's like uh, fairy tale stuff for sure. But um, yeah, I I think that yeah that that whole thing's dwindling, you know. And Carrie and Aisha took us to some badass fucking uh, the what is it called the fucking. Carrie from Slayer. The in, instru instrument. <laughs> I haven't even done. I have. I haven't talked about that Carrie. one in a while. That was the first I haven't one. talked about Carrie at all on the yeah. show. Nope. It was super fun Bless going him. to Nam with Frankie, and heart. there was like a block line of people going, like at least a block, to get uh, Carrie King's um, autograph and whatnot. And we just fully cut the line. And what and like the faces on all the fans are like, who is that dude? And Carrie just gives him a big old hug. He's like, what's up, Frank? And sa sat there while there's like 300 people in line, <laughs> and he's just rapping with Frank for a minute. And it's all like you could are, just see him all, all the time. I, was, out there I felt awkward because people. he was ignoring everybody. I was being up. being I was like, himself, and so he awesome. was talking to his friend, and and. Yeah. Uh, 
instead you know yeah, his friend yeah. being me lucky yeah, enough yeah, um man cool. I, we haven't talked but he told me he told me straight up he's like if you have when you have a kid we won't even talk anymore <laughs> do you is that is that what happened whatever with that attitude no no i well i think most of it clearly is the fact that i, I am devoting all of my time to frankie well that happens to everybody when it i does. had when i became a dad i there's a lot of my good friends well, that i don't hardly see anymore we either, had a you know? major sunday tradition we would get wasted and 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 party until like three o'clock in the morning on sundays and i just you can't do that when you have yeah. a two-year-old you can't do that when on you have a kid i think he gets that and so he gets that on sundays coming. you know yeah. and he did see it coming he's a wise you, man you, dude. Take, you took a lot of around. mondays off um no you'd still go to work i would just go to work just waste up. yeah just just <laughs> but i i at that time man i developed quite the, the tolerance as well you know you could drink a lot um but dude, I fucking we strayed away from from the whole journey about the drums mm. on, on you because we can just do this kind of chronological. Yeah, my son wants me to and talk also, about him. He's super I know. pissed. He's like, I don't want to go up the hill because he gets car sick. But he's like, hey, you got to talk about me. So, yeah. Well, no. Right. What I want to do is because I I was thinking because we we've we've got a, a lot of buddies and and um we've got to fill a lot of episodes every every Sunday. We want to do this. I want to have you as a recurring thing. I mentioned that in the first thing. Because uh, there's a lot to talk about, anyways. There's a lot of different things. If there's if there's car shows, you know, uh, if there's in different things, you know, let us know, and then we we can put it on, and then people people can also know, it, uh, you know, to look forward for that in the future. Especially being um, now not only across the entire nation, the Frank and Tom Show, but also all the way across, all the way around the world. Where's we got the farthest the, away that you have? Right Switzerland. Now, so. And uh, Ireland, somewhere up on a mountain. Yeah. Ireland blew me away. I was so pumped on Ireland. You know, they're, uh, the, they're probably at, some a, at an Irish pub, listening. The way I, that I dictate, dictate, because listen, that's the way it rolls around here. All right, the way I dictate it. Um, no, sorry. <laughs> the way I decide to announce that also is that I want to see like reoccurring plays, and then when you set up these things and you do it uh, like yourself, uh, of course, working through our producer and sponsors. Uh, but uh... <laughs> August Moon. What yeah. did you call that? Uh, the Alpha Moon. Alpha Moon. Alpha Moon. Alpha Moon. Uh, that's our new sponsor for the week. Uh, they're actually just paying us to talk about it. Um, I don't really know much about Alpha Moon, to yeah, be honest. I don't know. Uh, apparently, it's supposed to be you can remember everything. I've been doing it. For, you you got to start taking it. Well, no, they gave it to us two weeks ago. And they're like, take it for two weeks and then fucking... Um, you can't remember. <laughs> I think it's like you remember everything for two weeks and then you suddenly forget it. I don't know. Oh, it's like, it's like Alpha Moon, Alpha Moon. Yeah, that's get... what the guy kept saying on the phone. Like... <laughs> and we're like, no, cool, dude. And he's like, yeah. dude, we'll give you $6,000 today if you just, so whatever. Alpha Moon, hey, Alpha we, Moon. Hey, we took it. The FDA hasn't even approved it. I don't yeah. Think, but, but it's yeah. supposed to make you. You guys give it a trial run. I don't, I don't know, dude. What's I was... the worst that could happen, right? Yeah. Man. Seems good. Jeez, that. Um, you forgot. Wes, <laughs> so uh, about the 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 journey in music itself. You uh, when you and Chris, I, the, I when you started Cardiac Black, how did this start? What the what the fuck happened? I I I wasn't around. Frank wasn't around. Uh, well, I came up and tried out for um, uh, Croft and Brian's band with Kenny Lamb, and. Uh, Kenny Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's a, another brilliant mountain I'm musician. Sure he's listening right Second now. Son. Um, yeah, it was Second Son. That was the name of the band. Yeah. So I went so up and tried it out. And Penny's, it was yeah, fucking it was very, badass. Was very talented. It was it was pretty good. Like for me, I was coming from like an alternative rock band. So for me, it was like a little bit more mountain hippie than I was used to. And oh, you was, were actually trying out for Second oh, Son. Yeah, no, I I totally got in. Um, but I mean, we were we had like one practice or two practices, and it was cool. But um, I I really wanted to do some more alternative stuff, so um, I called Brian and Croft and stole them. I told them, "Hey, let's let's go try this." And this they is came something down. Wes has gotten good at, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Wes is really good at this shit. So he'll I'm, call motherfuckers, be like, "Hey, dude, I like I know you're fucking with this dude, but like you need to like." Listen, we got some some good tunes, man. Yeah. No, I, mean, I don't know. How. I just said you, like, you're persuasive. I don't think that I'm going to be like the best for Second Son, and um, but why don't you guys come down and let's like let's explore this other thing? So we did, and um, we started doing it, and we cut like a few songs, and it was freaking awesome because Croft and Brian are both badasses, so it it was awesome. It was great, and that's how we got Cardiac Black started, and then. Um, Chris did his same thing that he kind of did with Jet Motor Crash where he just life got in the way and then he kind of went out and did his own other thing. And so we needed a singer and Croft had heard of Frank's band. And so then we went and stole Frank from that band. It, that was wild, though. Yeah. And I, th- I thought they were doing really good at the time, too. We went and saw a show that they were playing and there was a shitload of people there because the mountains, the way it works, as you guys know, like it's the whole the whole crew. You know, we're a pack. Yeah, you're a we're pack. like coyotes, yeah. dude. So like we're a you guys, pack. at your show that we went down and saw you at, there was a shit ton of people, and you guys and they like knew the words to your songs and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this guy will be perfect. And then we just came and and stole you and started doing that sort of thing with Cardiac Black. That was cool. I I. I never really gave much regard to how the guys felt. They, you I you think were they younger, were kind of so you were easy to steal. Yeah, I think they were, we were kind of butthurt because I, ba- I bailed on Simple Difference. But they were we, we weren't wanting to do it, really. We were kind of polished at that time, too. We Cardiac had, Black was way yeah, more polished. We it polished. was, And it was like this this progressive, like, I, I swear to God, I, I, and, I'll, and I'll say this outright. Like, we were, like, bullet for my Valentine way before them. And we were, like, a lot of these guys way before them. Yeah. yeah. Way the fuck before yeah. them. Because how I, could, I couldn't play to a click in my previous yeah, we, band. Like, we were those guys before them. I got to I gotta give credit to Brian for totally whooping me into shape for, like, three years solid with uh, making us play to a click. And yeah, like, we're going to have Brian and talked about totally 60 Great. I want to have a couple of them later. I don't know how to do that. I guess we'll have David in maybe and then... Sorry, Wes. No, I'm, I was just saying. I was just giving, giving uh, Brian credit for making me a better drummer, for sure. Yeah, Brian is a is just, yeah. Yeah. He's, he, he's a schooled musician. Uh-huh. And when you're, like, organically putting a lot of stuff together and you come across a schooled musician. He's a good teacher, too. He's be, kind of, it like. It can be fun. He's like, oh, you, that's your weakness? Oh, okay. We're going to do that all the he's time. He's very good at, yeah, he's very good at identifying those things. Yeah. And then um, and then he's not afraid to call you out. So, it, <laughs> <laughs> like, it fucking helps. But it, it, it just, it depends, you know. Sometimes that's tough. Um, I don't know. I think it's probably a huge driving force as to why I was just like, but I was, I guess I was always doing it by myself. So I shouldn't say that. He pushed us he, all at different times. He pushed times. us all to be 
a lot better, be better musicians. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. It's and, good to have a motivating force in there that's kind of, um, you know, like quality control and making sure that, you know, you guys are putting your all and doing your best and, and putting forth the, the best foot forward sort of deal. And he did that for us for sure. Yeah. Well, so. we, I, I've talked to Brian. He's down to be on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I was like, we need to cool. talk about cool. all of your brilliance and your your. Uh, and he's like, don't don't sit, don't say nice things about me. <laughs> but <laughs> that's fine. Um, so what so you what you you customize cars? You you um in this uh, this is something I want to talk to more about as the the cars and bikes now. Um, and I also, uh, I didn't get to finish my thought before. I want to have you as a reoccurring guest, and I want to talk about Caden more. I want to feature Caden. He's a shy with dude. Kaden. He's going to come No, 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 no. I don't need to, uh, we don't need All to right. talk to Caden. Yeah. Because I actually thought about that myself. I was like, God, uh, you know, like an uh, interview. I was asking, him. I was like, if you come up there, what are you going to say? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, I guess they'll just ask me questions. Yeah, like I don't want to put him on the spot in that manner. But what He's could nine. be cool? Yeah, what could be cool is maybe we can get a legit recording at Paul's or something, another uh, newer one, or if you haven't done it already. Well, or that we recorded. We can share the takeover live recording. Yeah, that, that turned uh, out awesome. Of, that was oh, all shit. Drums. Can we? You, you sure? How do we get the licensing to Green Day? Hold on, let me ask the producer. Yeah, call Green Day real quick. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna happen. Oh, Not shit. this year. We didn't get the green light yeah. on that one. Well, folks. you can tell them where, you can tell them where to find it, sort of thing, if they really want to go look. But, uh, yeah, mainly all, I I would reference your Facebook right now, and that's like a sure, huge, yeah. it's fucking it's everybody yeah. else's. Uh, I'm gonna go check it out for sure. That's H O R N U N G. At uh, I was gonna say that's the only uh, tough part. Yeah. I yeah, I, it's my when I was looking over last name. yeah when I was looking over pictures I noticed that there was a time you went by Wes Arland. Oh yeah, I was trying to cool it up. Yeah, for sure. I didn't work. I remember I went by Billy Nasty and I only wore a pink thong. <laughs> it was three that, years. You should have kept that rolling because that it was awful. I feel like that would have taken off. It didn't, man. It, it like got super embarrassing. Billy Nasty. And then like yeah, <laughs> Billy Nasty. So what, so when you guys you guys decided to start the band Sparkman. Yeah. That, so were you the found. Were oh you my the god. Founding. Uh, did you found the band? Were you the like founder yeah, of that band? Yeah, it was well? named after me, and I wrote all the songs. This is how Frankie was on that fucking podcast a couple of weeks Wes. ago. I did everything. <laughs> so is that is that what you heard? Eh, something like that. I mean, maybe on what? On which one? It was the podcast with your buddy. I'm not. Look, I'm not. Oh about no, it. I'm no, over it. That it's was fine. only one song. It's fine. It, that I was only highlighting, highlighting oh, oh, one. Oh, that, that song. one song that I played on, yeah. No, you did play the drums on that I song. I did play the drums on all of the Sparkman songs, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. No, on all of the songs. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> after after Cardiac Black, we... Does we, that make you the drummer in the band? No, I, I, I thought about this, and I fucking... Mm-hmm. I thought I mentioned it in my yeah. in episode no, two of the Frank and Tom show. And I, I swear I... Myself min- to sleep. I, I apologize to you on air. All right. All in right. front of thousands I'm, of listeners, I'm I apologize. i it now. Okay, one thousand and six. Now I'll go on to say that that after Cardiac <laughs> Black ended and we were kind of in a lull of stuff to do, yeah. um, Frank showed me his songs, and that was way more a direction I wanted to go. Like the the Cardiac Black stuff was all very uh, testosterone 
like very driven and aggressive. And to me, Frank's stuff was way more like the female version of that. It was a gathering of love songs. (laughs) Like our first two albums are pretty much just him like trying to get Tara. So he's writing all kinds of kiss ass songs about how much he loves her and all this nonsense. But it was it made for great songs. And I enjoy playing that stuff a lot more. I talk about all the time. That's how I sell our performances. It is. I'm like, we're about to sound awful, but we're in love. And everyone's like, you know what? It comes across. It It comes across. And we buy it. I it was it was what I was looking for in a band and and so that's why we've been now recording for like fucking what 10 15 years Sparkman Yeah, many stuff. more. And we just scheduled another yep. date to finally lock mm-hmm. down this new Sparkman album yep. to really fucking put it down. I feel like they get better and better too like like uh your um your writing style's always been great but they just uh I think you can pick out the good it's, from the better stuff now and Yeah. Tom and I can to attest to it. The more you do it, the better it gets. Oh, yeah, I swear to God. Sure. So we have an unreleased album. It's called Forward to the Past. We haven't collect. It's the same yeah, as the second. We'll, it's the same. It's just. We'll it it's literally. It's it's right on the crest, just like the Sparkman album. Mm-hmm. And we just we still haven't done some stuff, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, That's whatever. a terrible, like, whatever, whatever dude. Like, we're busy doing other things, <laughs> okay? Saving the fucking world. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> One podcast at a time. One podcast at a time. Okay, so I had the pleasure of talking to this. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, just to con- continue babbling. But I, I, t- I talked to a, be- a behavioral therapist and a, um, a marriage therapist. Okay, I didn't talk to him in, in like a, a setting to where uh, I had to pay for him. I ended up having to do a repair at this guy's house, and I started to talk to him about the podcast. And he okay. said, "What what what I'm doing and what we're doing here as just a couple of uh, or a few guys um, in in general in general uh, said, manly is, men, you could is, fucking uh, say therapy or and, what." Well, it's kind of wild. So I'm just rapping with the guy, you know, really. I'm just talking to him. I'm like, uh, you know, you're and he it's so funny. He's he's called me back before. I I um I won't say his name cuz uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. We but don't need to know his name. I, I no, I I even talked to I I I asked him, you <laughs> know, to kidding, listen and stuff. Kidding. But, you know, what he said is that we we're, we're on the ground and we're doing um uh, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy for middle-aged men, you know, just simply by talking to each other and sharing long-form information in a civilized manner about each other. Who said um, this was a civilized manner? No, 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 that's true. This I've been in chaos. No, I'm nude. Well, sometimes yeah. there's there, it's, sometimes it's, that's the part. Sometimes I was talking we have about. women like I'm on completely as naked. Well. Sometimes we have women I'm not on comfortable. Too, <laughs> well, that's the thing is that like this is my studio space, and I've chosen to not wear clothes. Okay. Tom is used to this. It's All fine. Right. It's a new thing for me. It's fine. But just in the studio, it like, is. I know when we record, just a thing. But I thought that was really neat. It, it, but it really is like in even just bouncing banter off. Right. And, and doing in doing that. And uh, he's like, you know, you really you're on, you're a that's, foot soldier. He's like, you're in cool. he's like, you're in the trenches with us. And I was like, really, man? You know, and, and he's like, I, he, he, he said, I really enjoy talking to you, Frank. And like, um, I really think that Sounds you're like in you the trenches have him on for a minute. I, hear I would love to have Craig on. Yeah. 
Okay, I can say I, his first name. I, I was gonna say, you say, come on. say his name. I would, welcome on our show. If he wants to come on, that would be amazing. I mean, Craig, with, if you're listening, he has a great intellect. That. Obviously, uh, being able to in, interject himself into other people's lives, take them in. Um, he was able. You know, we're just able to kind of uh, share some stories. I think where we connect to is like you know, like fatherhood and stuff. A lot of us guys, we connect on just wanting to be good fathers, and it's like, well, hell yeah, you know, um, you know. It's it's just a, th- a thing to connect on. But, you know, to be yeah. doing uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, on the other hand, I was like, oh, cool, man. I can barely say that shit. <laughs> <laughs> now you're doing it. But, yeah. Uh, but in, uh, I think that's a feeling, too, though. And I, it's an intellectual feeling. Uh, I, I'm not an intellect yeah. by any way, any means. I, I don't 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 uh, uh, think that I'm. No one's intellect. jumping to that conclusion. <laughs> Calm down. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying in that aspect. Um, and I hope a lot of people are picking it up on that. And in another thing, in a positive charge that I always like to do, it is Sunday afternoon. So think about what you got to do on Monday. Think about how you can fucking get over whatever the fuck you got to get over tomorrow. Um, get your ducks in a row, like like Mama used to say. Line them up and uh, shoot them with the and, duck uh, hunt gun. Enjoy every day. You know, and enjoy, enjoy every, every single day. day. Tom, what do you God. got, man? I'm so sorry, dude. With what? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, well, we I'm just perpetually there. apologetic. I, I got some world, a world record here, the uh, the furthest wheelchair ramp jump. That's pretty <laughs> sick, dude. Yeah. Is it that 70, same dude that's been hucking be, himself? Yeah, it's got to be. Feet. Yeah. 70, 70 feet. In a wheelchair. Jeez. Damn. Also, I got one more here. That's really far. One of these days is going to wreck super hard and then just get up and walk away because it's going to totally reverse whatever put him in the wheelchair in the first place. I mean, is he in a wheelchair? so crazy if that's how it works. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? People be just flogging. Just And then he stands up and walks away. Just flogging people now? I'm sorry, Tom. Go ahead. No, I'm not. Shit. 70 feet, though. That's pretty far. That is super far. Yeah. Holy moly. I was impressed by that. Yeah. What do you have, Frank? You got any? I don't. I mean, I I just love the, the fact that cops are still picking up smelly hitchhikers somewhere in the world. Of course, it's in like Northern California. Isn't that where Bishop is? Is that where Bishop is? Northern. Bishop is yeah, off the I'm, 395. It was He drives them 40 miles. It's like right before the. Uh, uh, climb up the you know, the that's kind of weird. So this dude, he not only drives these smelly hippies 40 miles, but yeah. he. He then is like, hey, do you want to go to my dad's restaurant? Apparently his dad owns a barbecue place. So he uh, treats these people to barbecue. I know that smell well. I used to go to Grateful Patchouli? Di- no, well, Patchouli? It's not, no, you would think. It's more of an onion. I don't, I don't want to say patchouli because it's not that good. It, I used to go to Grateful Dead shows and stuff when I was younger. Like I never went into the shows itself, just like hung out in the parking lot. Well, I mean, if you've been to one of those shows, you know the parking lot itself is a destination. So just make it to the parking lot. But yeah, that smell just wafts through the air, and uh, you're walking around, and it's it's a Wait, it's what an, is it? It's like a village in itself. Patchouli. And they, they well, more it's more like uh, dreaded dudes coming through the crowd, like opium. Opium, heroin, like whatever you need, you know. Like that's awesome. I didn't need man. that. Was, yeah. Oh, that's so, so awesome. Oh, th- it was great. Yeah. Fucking Alpha scary. Moon. Yeah. Ow! 
Alpha Moon products. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> it's just the way it is, okay? <laughs> Listen, when you're getting paid, man, you'll do anything. You'll do anything for $6,000. I once said I'd do anything for $200 a day. Now I'll do anything for $2,365 a day. No, you used to do but, stuff for yeah, way I mean, less. Oh, I wish Croft God, was here because... We played this one time. We played this like backyard show, and it was a super heavy metal band, and uh, which was kind of lame to us at the time. And so we were waiting. Were, were they lesbians? The the a couple the, probably. No, they, remember the the, right? Band? I'm not here to assume. People's. No, do you remember that we used to play with those lesbians? Yeah, like all the time. Metal band. We didn't give a shit. Yeah, no. Obviously, Wes didn't give a shit so much that he never even registered the fact that they were women. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even. They were death metal women. I think. I really think that this is what he's talking about. But back to the story. We were waiting to go on, (laughs) and it was kind of boring out. And some gigantic grasshopper, like those kind that are like as big as your finger, landed somewhere on Frankie or something. He was like, "Hey, I'll eat this for if you guys pay me." And we. Went around and got up some cash. I don't even no, know. You, I think it we, was like 10 they, bucks. They developed a circle. 10 bucks? No, yes. you, you guys got a circle going. I don't know who yeah. called everyone over. There was a lot of money. It was, Croft, a circle. it was Croft and I, and we started advertising. There was money started going yeah. on the ground, and we started bro. getting Tossing money. The they yeah. got me paid, though. They, I, think no, he, I think he walked with like that's 50 how bucks. you ate that week. You I ate think that grasshopper. I, I was talking about like the appreciation of these guys, okay, because they were a little bit older than me. They may have manipulated me in my state. That's okay. very, very. But they got me hooked up a lot. They got me hooked up a lot. Grasshopper, though, right? That's all. They just got me hooked up a lot. And then also, what's important is to always place yourself with people better than you. If you can fucking, I do that for every band I get in. I try to be the worst dude in the band. Yeah, and I got a pretty good record of that so far. If I don't say so myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. (laughs) So wait, I want to hear the end of the grasshopper story. Oh, so he ate the fucking grasshopper. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I ate the whole. Thing. A gigantic just, fucking did grasshopper. Did you swallow it? Did you chew it up? I, I chewed, chewed it up. It up. I, I let everybody see and because everyone as see soon it. as I started yeah. chewing it, I realized it was it no, was delicious. So disgusting. It was delicious, especially with beer. Did it, it so taste good? It was really good. It tasted Ugh. just like grass. Juice. Really? I'm huge. serious, dude. Like, like fresh around? grass, and because it, it was beautiful, <laughs> and I actually felt bad. I felt more bad about killing the damn thing. I feel bad still. I still feel bad. It was entertaining. It was good. But I would do stuff like that all the time, and I'm not proud of this. I mean, I remember a kid in high school at that. Time yeah, I think I made like sixty bucks, tank, and that was a big. I was gonna deal say to fifty or sixty. It was a lot because yeah. we at we sixty had... bucks. It was a big deal. Yeah. What do you what do you what do you think you do with the money? Spend it on booze. Drugs. Or I immediately did something like that. You bought yeah. some pot. Yeah, I might have done. But I know the thing was is why <laughs> we weren't. I wasn't heavy in drugs. I didn't do drugs. If, if drugs, you mean by pot. Like, cause that was the other thing. I didn't get into drugs. I might have done some coke every now and then, but I never paid for it because I was so broke. Like nobody to 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 buy coke, you can't just like be eating grasshoppers for sixty bucks. (laughs) Like I, cause I didn't have a job. I was just in cardiac black. (laughs) That's what I did. Yeah. And that's what I told people too, dude. I was just on couches. Well, dude, I play in like, bands and like, like I I'm do, fucking I'm, in cardiac black, with, like, dude. Random dares. What are you talking parties, about? Man. When we first got him, he had to wait in parking lots while we like until we went on and and because you weren't old enough, he to wasn't go old in. enough. So yeah. I'd come out and visit yeah. him, and be like, "What are you doing?" He's a like, kid, oh. dude. But then they would let you go into play. Yes, yeah. you could come things. in, run on stage, jam out, take out all my aggression. And then I'd leave. And yeah. you, would, you would be drinking in the parking I'd lot, be, though. I'd be wasted. Yeah, he probably would. Yeah, fucking wasted. Remember uh, when it got kicked out of Morongo? 
Yeah. For Vlito, Jared yeah, Vlito. We you're, you're lucky they didn't kick your ass, you know? He, I was calling him savages the whole time. He, like, karate kicked. You called him savages? The, the whole time it was awful. Oh, my God. Wait, what? Yeah, no, I was. Uh, Tell he, this story. Yeah, so I was watching the show. There was there with my wife, and we were just watching the show. And then all of a sudden, Frankie, out of, like, stage left, comes running and to do, like, a stage dive. But instead of doing, like, like stage dive head first, I don't know if he just thought it would be a better plan to go feet first, but he did like a Bruce Lee karate kick out into the, cl- into the Off crowd. Off of the stage. No, but first I ran over to Jared Leto, and I, and I, and I was Lito like. was there? Yeah, and I was all, Leto! <laughs> and, 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 and he was like playing, and like I, he was like right here, and I was just like, Leto! And then I jumped off the stage, and I freaking hit this poor girl. He fully like, karate right. kicked a chick in the head. Oh it wasn't on gosh. purpose, but I, we got to land somewhere. She left in an ambulance? No. So what happened? No, she was fine. And then I fucking, so I immediately. (laughs) Probably. So I immediately run away. Listen. We don't really know. Okay. So I run through the crowd and I get to the lobby. Oh, if you mean run through the crowd, like escorted by fucking giant security. (laughs) (laughs) And he's doing that laugh as he's running by, (laughs) running right by me in the crowd. I'm just like, oh, Frank. So. All right. No, but so the, the, um. Security's holding me, and this girl's boyfriend is pissed, bro. And he fucking is running full speed. And they had your and, arms, and these savages <laughs> had me. And <laughs> fucking, and they yeah. fucking. I mean, oh, they let the him. Dude, the girl's boyfriend I was mean, coming off. They yeah. let him take off on me, dude. He hit me in my face, and but I was like, I just you don't want to say him. that was not deserved. Oh, it was kind of deserved. They held you while I yeah. let him beat you yeah. up. Yeah, no, well, no, he, he just punched beat. me just one good time. One really yeah, good did, time. They were like, you know, we could. This is our land. We could yeah. do what we want. No, he snuck yeah. in. It yeah. wasn't a. It no. wasn't a fair. But you know, Frankie's karate kick he to his girlfriend's running. face probably wasn't fair either. So, I didn't it mean to one. do that. No, you have to like bless you have to her lands, heart. You know what goes up. I hope she's still around. <laughs> a moment of silence for the girl. No, died. but they yeah, banned me okay. from that place. She, they banned me that, from that place for a long, long time. I remember they, they still have your me. your picture up in the front. I saw yeah. one out last time I went yeah, in there. for sure. I just I don't know what overcame me. I was I've like, you savages! Not, I've, actually, I've never been like, there before. Fucking, I know what overcame me. It was called Jägermeister. That's probably yeah. That's, was, that'll do it. Me and Croft were just getting wasted up top, and then Croft was just keep up with Croft. And then Croft also would put things in my mind, and then I just didn't care. I, I was like, what? That. I was like, okay, like think about this, dude. What's the worst that's gonna happen? You're gonna go to jail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good it's time. only gonna be for like fucking fourteen hours, dude, because you're just gonna get out. <laughs> Especially for stuff like Croft, that. the glass so is half full. After sorry. they escorted you out, did they just leave you out in the parking lot and tell you you couldn't come back in? Um, I know. I remember they they took me out to the parking lot, but I was so wasted. I was like, "Where's my beer?" And like, uh, "Where's my beer?" Yeah, I'm so dumb. And well, then they got into Kurt's car, and then they were like, uh, they, they took all the beer out of our car. Uh, and then they raided everything that had to do with his car. And uh, then, because he gave me a ride. I didn't hear about that. And then, wow. he, and then he gave me a ride. Oh, he my was, God. I don't want to remember this upset? night. Why did I have oh, why did I have to go down this road? Kurt is my little I'm brother. I'm going to tell the whole story. I'm going to tell the whole This is when I'm a, a youth, okay? And I'm a, I think I'm a rock star. So, uh, so we then leave in Kurt's car, and we're in a drive 
drive-thru and I proceed to put my balls on some lady's window in the drive-thru. Oh awesome. my gosh, Frank. That's <laughs> Frank like, is very entertaining. Honestly, if you're going to take him this anywhere. This is how the night progressed for me. I love going to Nam with Frank because you can just stand back and act like you're not with him. No, I think it's your fault because you were like, you were like, okay, him. this is the guy we need to put in a band, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. He's a good front man. He stays out front. And I just want to make just, that you were just you were just joking about. But the I just want to make that a testament too. I think that. I think maybe I was even a little bit mentally lost for a good portion. Of it. But not not that I was just careless. I was really careless because I was just not really caring it's, about it's the young, outcome. It's the young and dumb. You yeah, it is young know, and dumb. Everybody stuff. goes through that. Yeah. I but it's it's but just, I mean, yeah, everybody. and I mean some people I more mean, gracefully than others. <laughs> I remember smoking marbles, riding marbles. a horse, <laughs> looking over the sunset as a cactus stung me in the ass for the wild, first time, and I knew I had made my first mistake. <laughs> so I let go then. Alpha moon. <laughs> Alpha moon. <laughs> Oh man, Wes! Thank you for coming on the Frank and Tom. Has show. it been an hour? Yeah, thank you so much. I think so. Has right. it? Well, yeah, it's been a little bit over an hour. I think. Shit, Something that like was that. way easier than I thought. I was thinking that there's no way we're gonna talk for an hour. Oh, you guys no, it's actually way easier than right you think. It. Yeah, yeah, we can just you know? wrap it up. For <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know that's 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 probably why so many people do like three hour podcasts because like an hour when it you're just in flies. the podcast it goes by fast. Yeah. yeah. But then like when I'm like falling Joe, asleep listening to yeah. him at home, it's totally like yeah. As soon as we get like a if you want, major endorsement, if you want to fall asleep, listen to the Frank and Tom show. If you want something to put you to sleep, listen to the Frank and Tom they did, show. They didn't catch that. No, to Tom sleep, caught it right now. I'm just kidding. Very entertaining. Good night, everybody. Go to sleep, it's, it's been a it's been a very very fun Frank journey today on a Sunday, November first, twenty twenty. Wes, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me, um, dudes. Thank yeah, we're gonna have much. you back, man. All right. If you'll if you'll have us, I'll do it. Oh Thank God. you to everybody out there that listens to the Frank and Tom show, and uh, we will see you next week. See you later. I mean, yeah. Peace. Look out for us. Bye.